You're listening to the Hope Revealed Podcast Network with your host, Matt Crump. The Hope Revealed Podcast Network is home to shows like Hope Revealed, God's Got This Stories, Fight School with co-host and Emmy Award-winning director, Bill Nolan, on Clubhouse, the new international room called Let's Get Naked and Cancer FU, Fighters United, or his LinkedIn show called Matt Chat Live. Every episode of every show is designed to give you inspiration, motivation, hope, and the tools you need to navigate life successfully at home, business, or career. So now, your host, coach, consultant, and purveyor of hope, Matt Crump. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Matt Chat Live. And I'm super excited. You have no idea what it's taken to put this show together in the past like 30, 45 minutes. So it's been really cool. I'm so excited. Now, I did plan a little bit ahead of time. Give me a break, right? So we did. So I got some incredible guests today. I cannot wait for you to meet. A lot of you that know me probably already know my guests, but hey, you might get to know them in a different way today. So I'm excited that we get to share some information about. Uh, do one give hashtag do one give and uh, there's an event page currently being made right now before you even know it that's going to be put out on LinkedIn soon but we'll share some information on how you can find out about that page that she has out uh, throughout the year that you can be um, informed on as well and then my really great friend Kristen Sherry she has some incredible books out uh, one of the most recent ones two of the most recent are uh, Maximize 365 and she's done something specifically for kids, kids, UMAP and Maxim Maximize 365. Yeah, you can do something for kids too. So wait until she tells you about what she's got going on for kids because, hey, you know what? Here's the deal. A lot of times when we're adults and we're trying to get all this kind of stuff, this information, um, it's kind of a little, it's not too late, but it would have been great to have that kind of stuff when you're a kid, right? So what can we do to prepare ourselves for life? And learning some things like schools, like they don't really teach you how to like balance checkbooks and think about uh, things outside of the box, right? You just kind of learn how to do uh, math and reading and arithmetic three hours, right? Um, but there's a lot more to life than that. And I'm so glad that my friend Kristen has been able to put some together. I'm jealous, jealous. She's off camera right now, but she can see me. I'm, I'm jealous because I wanted to do something like that too. But she beat me to the punch. Who knows? Maybe I'll make it to the back cover of her book one day and we can do something together. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I'm super excited. So here's what I want to do today on Matt Chat Live. It is 5.05 p.m. Eastern time, which means in California, it's 2.05. And for my friends that are over in Australia, I'm so glad to have you with us today. It is nine o'clock in the morning for you. We are actually so cool at Matt Chat Live that right now we're broadcasting into the future. It is the future. It's already Thursday in Australia. Super excited. So instead of just bringing each person up one at a time today, I thought we're just going to have some fun. And I want to bring Jacqueline and Kristen on together today at one time. And when we do that, we'll just have a chance to chat with each other, share some things, show you a couple neat goodies that I think you guys will be interested in and have some fun. I look a little red today, don't I? I went golfing with my son today. It looks like I got a little bit of sun. That's pretty cool. I've got a little bit of whiteness on my five head up here. I don't have a forehead anymore. It used to be a forehead down here. Now it's a five head. But I got five head whiteness and I've got some redness down here. Kind of going pretty cool. We'll see how it is. Anyway, I'd like to welcome Jacqueline and I want to welcome Kristen to the stage. Hello, girls. How you doing today? <laughs> yeah, the five head. I mean, I might as well just tell it like it is, right? So <laughs> goodness gracious, welcome to you so much. And I'm so glad that you guys are both here today. We've um had some fun trying to put this together to share some great information with folks. Jacqueline, I want to start off with you real quick. We've got um, a, a great thing coming up here that is a movement you've been doing for a while, but um, it's it, the clock is ticking. It's time. It's time right now. So tell us a little bit about what that is. Absolutely. So uh, Do One Give Day is coming up, not only on LinkedIn, but all over the world. Uh, Do One Give Day is an event that over the past few years, uh, honestly, the LinkedIn family has been amazing. Last year, we were able to clock literally uh, over 25,000 um, small acts of giving, 
including likes and comments that were all included. Um, and this will be our fourth year uh, doing this event. It's part of my charity 365 Give, and we. This is why it's so perfect with Christian. It's like we were. We just belong to have this conversation together. Um, my uh, my my organization 365 Give. We're a charity here in Canada. And we are about inspiring and educating the hearts and minds of people to give every day because we know that when you give, it makes you happy, it makes others happy. And at the end of the at the end of the day, I truly believe that in, until we all come together as a global community, as, as a one world, that we're never going to be able to solve the world's biggest challenges unless we all start coming from a place of giving and kindness. So that's what we do. Um, we have programs that literally span the world. We have an educational program, which is perfect about what you were just talking about, Matt, um, because we believe when you teach the youngest generation, then we're growing uh, we're growing our world's next leaders to be those kind, generous, compassionate hearts uh, that we really need in our world. Hey, Jacqueline, that's a big deal right there. Let me let me interrupt that's you. I'm a big sorry. Deal. That's a you've got a lot of reach there, right? So, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people talk about some of the stuff like just off the top of their head, like, "Oh, we do this and do this." But okay, let's dig a little deeper. That's like over 400 places, right? So, what's that look like? It it, it looks like a lot of schools. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of schools. It is, you know, well, 365 Give, for those that don't know how we started, um, it actually started um, as, and this is, Kristen talks about this all the time, started as a personal parenting project. Um, I'm very blessed to be an adoptive mom of, of three little boys. And when my first son came home at just 11 weeks old, you know, a lot of parents, and or at least I did, I, you know, I was like, this world that I was bringing my son into and raising, it was like, I, I had to do something to make the world a better place for my children. Um, so on his third birthday, uh, I decided to start a little personal parenting project with him because I didn't want him to be that kid going to preschool that, you know, grabbed the bucket from the other kids and hit them over the head. I, I wanted to go <laughs> a kind, compassionate, loving little human being. So on his third birthday, um, we started what is now what is still called 365 Give, and we did one thing to give back to the world every day for 365 days. It had to be so simple. A three-year-old could do it. We like to say it's it's like um, uh, teaching a child to brush their teeth. It's a daily habit, just like brushing your teeth and giving is the exact same thing. So for 365 days, we did one thing to give back to the world. And um, after our 365 days of giving, I'd actually created a blog when blogs were actually a thing um, <laughs> around it. They are a thing, but they're more of an SEO thing than anything right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but, you know, people joined us from all over the world. They were inspired by Nick's stories. Um, this was before video creation was being made. So, like, before our phone had a video option, I had, like, a little handheld camera that we would take videos with, and I'd load them up. And um, So it's very fun. But I actually had a friend of mine. It's, I always say, you know, you just got to listen for the call. Everybody gets calling. Well, this was my calling. And a girlfriend called me and she said, listen, I'm, you know, she's a school teacher. I want to bring the 365 Give concept into my classroom. And so we created an educational program and we piloted it, we tested it out, um, and it started going locally here in Vancouver. Um, we got into about 25 schools, about 8,000 kids. We thought we were rock stars at this point, being able to do that. And I was like going and knocking on doors individually, every school, talking to every principal, every educator. Um, and then I was asked to do uh, a TEDx talk around our work. Um, and I did. And we we got so blessed. I've had, you know, and this, I mean, this is not bragging rights, but it still shocks me every day. We're at about five and a half million views on our TEDx talk. Woo! And that's how it went global. I literally say the angels wings took it and flew with it. Um, there's no magic secret I can give you about it. Yeah. Um, and so our TED talk has helped us go global. And so we, we, we created a website where people can just, they can sign up now. They can get the pro everything's for free. We're a charity. We believe education should be free for everybody. And we believe this kind of education should be free for everybody. So let me, let me so just say something quick, Jack, as I think about what you're saying that you actually, you made a great point here because I know that there are folks that are going to be watching us um, either live or on hashtag replay. Hi, hashtag replay. And, um, <laughs> I know there's so many passionate people out there that really feel what they're doing can change the world. Yeah. I feel that way. I know y'all feel that way. And there are a lot of people watching us do. 
Um, I know there's a lot of people that are feeling that way and they feel like they have hit their heads against a wall a million times Every and day. never get anywhere. It feels like right here. never can make it happen. And here you are talking about, oh, all of a sudden now I've got um, millions of views and blah, blah, blah. All right. So the biggest thing was, Jack, is that you, you, you didn't give up. You pressed it, in. Listen, I'm not saying it was easy, everybody. Like, don't think, like, it, it's been and still is today a massive amount of work. It's not like I have millions of dollars pouring into my charity. It's a lot of work still every day. But, you know, for those people that think, you know, well, I can't do that. You're, you're right. You may not be me. You may not do what I do. That's okay. But what we always say to people is when you touch one person's life, just one, or you touch an animal's life, or you touch our planet's life. That's how we teach children that you don't have to just give to people. You can give back to our planet. You can give back to animals. When you do that, that's the ripple effect of giving. So you have changed the world. People will say to me, well, how are you changing the world? You change the world every time you do one small act of giving, one small mm -hmm. act of kindness, because you have either, if you've helped an animal, you've changed their world, that ripples. You've changed a person's life, whether it's the smile, the coffee, all of those things that we talk about, you have changed their life and that ripples out through them. You know, I, I saw this great, it was a LinkedIn post the other day. You know, if you fed one person one meal every day for 365 days, like it's so easy, you know, for people that are walking downtown or you walk past a homeless person, if we just fed one person every day. Guess what? Our hunger issue in the world would be eradicated literally yeah. because it, it's there's you know there's there's more people that are able to feed one person than there so is people true. that are going hungry so you know when we look at i we've been talking about the sdgs a lot um right now and, and what our global leaders are trying to do to come together and you know fix climate change and fix poverty and fix hunger and all of the things it's never going to work until we all start contributing to it government can't so do it no government can't can do it you we know, the seven billion people on yes. this planet and always say is do one small thing every day. And you know what? We The world would be changed. We know we've changed the world in the work that we do. We know when we see somebody on Instagram or on LinkedIn, when we do one give day, all of those things, those are the things that touch people's lives. They remind them to give. It sets that seed that starts to grow and creates that change. So, you know, I say if, if I could make do one give day every day of the year, I would. But between do one give day, Earth Day, Random Acts of Kindness Day, it's like we just need that chain reaction that we all come together and then they cover 365 days of the year and then everybody's given every day. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Oh my gosh! You had a you yeah. had a, a young gentleman who created a video for you. I want to pull it oh, together because I know did. Kristen's about to pop. And there's so much about us together is that because of 365, yeah, because of Max 365, this is just a great time for us to be together. Mm -hmm. today. I'm so excited that we're all together on this show together. But let's show this I video. Real I quick. love listening to this. Yeah, I bet you. It's like it's it's fire, right? It's just energy. It's so so awesome. Or let's check out this video and then we'll we'll recap a little bit on that and then we'll move to move to Kristen a little bit too. And all it takes is one minute and a phone. I promise. I promise. We promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. Hello, everybody. I promise to do I one promise gift to do from Iceland. And I promise to do one gift from Mexico. What if we could change the headlines for one day to replace negativity with positivity? Fear and sadness and remind ourselves just how much good is still out there what if we use social media to join together put our differences aside to make the world a better happier place anyone can do it we all have smartphones take a picture write a story make, make a video. video i'm asking you to promise to do one thing one act of kindness and share it on social media. Just imagine how many people could see that and how many lives it could change. Being inspired. Imagine the ripple effect it could create. Are you in? 
and to the people, the organizations, and the brands that use social media to do really good things. Will you join us? We love him. Hey, how awesome is that? I'm like, oh, I'm so fired up just to watch that. Tell us about tell us about the guy who made that. And um, well, first of all, before we go to you, Jack, Kristen, what did you think watching that video? Oh, I have butterflies in the pit of my stomach. <laughs> I still have butter. I've seen that so many times, and I'm like, it's still just I want to dance. It's like, oh, how amazing. Huh? How so freaking awesome. And it really isn't. We make things so difficult. We make things so difficult when they're really so simple. It's just so simple. Right. And it's it's an opportunity with what you just shared with us here to be able to make something an impact simply. So tell us a bit more about uh, the, the young man who made that video and. Uh, I know he's yeah. well, that's a volunteer. You know, that is somebody who we were talking about this before this show started. It was a young guy. He he lived in Bali at the time and he saw my TED talk and he reached out to me and he said, what can I do to help? And we had just started, you know, do one give day actually started not on LinkedIn. It actually started with youth. I had some high school youth that came to me and said, we want to do something for our schools. You know, will you help us? We want it to be around the 365 give mission, which is, you know, as simple as, you know, changing the world one give one day at a time. And so I actually created Do One Give Day with a bunch of high school kids and mentored them for kind of eight months. And, and we worked together. We brought it to all of our schools where I live here in Vancouver. Um, and and then Ian reached out to me from Bali, said, I just saw your TED talk. I had to reach out. We hopped on a call. He's in Bali, you know, I'm in Vancouver. And he said, what can I do? And, I, and he said, I'm a video creator. He's like got this huge Instagram handle. And so he made that video for us. Like they're all real people. They are they are people on LinkedIn. Rajiv, Rajiv is on there, like Nala. They're people who we have, I've been blessed to meet through my organization and they just all came together. And he was like, no problem. And he reached out to everybody. He put it together himself. I honestly had nothing to do with it. And he just plopped that and he goes, here, what do you think? And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like who gets to, you know, I'm not, you know, because I do my best to use my Canva to make little videos. It's like, I can't do that. So. If somebody just gives that to you and you're like, what? Somebody hands that to you. It's like, a, it's such a gift. So, you yeah. know, those are the things that when I say you can create a ripple, you know, some kid, some young man in Bali reached out to me and that's what happens. Right. And he got, he did so much work in Bali. I can't tell you the amount of volunteer work that he did in Bali and he spread it all through his Instagram and he inspired people. Like it just keeps going that way that that's how we make the difference. And, and, you know, Kristen does this all the time through all of her work and her children's stories that she's created because it is a mindset, right? And it's the way you live your life and it's how you set yourself up for success every day, 365 days of the year. So this is the perfect intro for yeah, Kristen no, that's because a, that's what her new book is all about. And I, I can't wait to hear about it. So I'm out, you know, as they would say on Clubhouse, you know, uh, <laughs> Let's watch, let's watch I am done speaking. Click. Oh, you brought it up. No, this is this is great. I need to back it up. Make sure it's right. Okay, here we go. Sorry, we're live. We're live. A friend of mine suggested that I write this series, and she told me a story about how, when she was younger, she was really misunderstood by her mother, and she grew up feeling very broken, and it really affected her self-esteem. And as I talked to a lot of adults, I heard the same story over and over again, where people told them that the things about them, the things that made them special were bad. And so it really affected their confidence. And I think about kids who get bullied, if they knew some really positive things about themselves, it could really help them not take those mean things to hurt that kids say to them. I feel very strongly about reaching every child in the world to help them understand what makes them unique and what makes them special, because I want to help them not only not feel really upset when people bully them, but also feel confident and know that they have gifts to bring to the world, which will someday affect the career choice that they have. And I wanted to create this conversation between adults and children. Understanding a child's strengths and values, their skills and their personality, really helps remove those interpretations, those negative interpretations, and really understand where your child is coming from and how they're wired. 
Amazing. So tell us a bit about that, Kristen. I mean, oh, I'm so happy we're doing this together today. So tell me, I mean, let's we'll go we'll get back to you map and and maximize 365. But let's my life, but I just never know for sure. (laughs) Hello, happy Easter. Tom is coming too. The girls are just finishing. Oh, what just happened? Cheesy hash. I had no idea what there was. I was like, who's talking about Easter? <laughs> the video kept rolling. Sorry. Kristen, tell That's us a bit funny. about I that was funny. Tell us a little bit about what this all means. What's what's this been what's happening? Well, I'm an accidental children's author. I think so many times when we've been handed a mission or a purpose, it's not something we set out to do intentionally. So when I wrote UMAP to help adults figure out their goodness and what they could bring to the world, a lot of people started to reach out to me and say things like, I wish I knew this sooner. I was told that I was a daydreamer or I talked too much or all of these criticisms that, that adults heard as children, um, really looking at the dark side of our gifting, I suppose you could say. I asked too many questions and I was bossy. That's what I was told by teachers and, and whatnot. But what, what, what really happened was a text exchange with Shar Auckland where she said to me, you know, you really should write for children and reach them sooner before we become broken by the messages that we're told by other people. And I remember my mother telling me a story when she was little, she was very adored because she was the youngest of nine uh, kids and so she was called the duchess and she was very spoiled emotionally not physically my grandparents didn't have much to give but my mother went to school and my family is indigenous and so my mother went to school and she was called a dirty indian and all kinds of things like that and my mother would just look at the kids and say well, that's not true, so you must be wrong because she was so ingrained with positive messages, it really did bullyproof her. And I've never met anyone more confident than my mother. And I wondered like what her secret sauce was. And she told me that her mother spent time helping her understand herself and building her self-awareness, which built confidence. So when Char said that to me, I thought, aha, that I've seen that in action in my own mother. And she instilled the same in me. So when I started coaching people, I don't coach anymore, but it surprised me. These amazing people with wonderful personalities and experiences and strengths would feel like imposters or would feel like they had nothing of value to offer. And I couldn't get over why all these people were suffering from imposter syndrome, low self-esteem, low self-image. And then I realized that dots started connecting, that the more you know yourself, the, re- the less you rely on other people to tell you who you are, and you build this confidence in, in who you're meant to be. And so I said, I don't know how to write children's books, but I'm going to figure this out. And Wendy Gilhula, she's the um, author of the Pika Bunny series and makes those wonderful mugs that you might see on LinkedIn. I have one, too. Uh, she She helped me. And so now I've, I've written five children's books and I just can't seem to stop. So You've Got Gifts was the first one to help kids identify their specific strengths. You've Got Values helps kids figure out what's important to them and why does that matter? It affects your friend choices. It affects your career someday if your values don't align with the work you do. Like if making a difference in people's lives is your number one value, you're probably not going to be fulfilled doing data entry work because you can't see how that data entry, no no matter how important it is, affects other people's lives. And then You've Got Skills helps people and their their little people realize that what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. You have to be consistent and dedicated and be willing to not give up even when things are hard. I can do hard things. Because I think a lot of kids, when they try something, they they want to be instantly good at it. So I'm, I'm teaching them that. The uh, iPad syndrome, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the installation like syndrome. Like, I can't play Mozart. The first time I touch the keys, what's the problem? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is you've got personality. And that's just helping kids re- realize um, 
how their personality makes them unique and affects their preferences and their motivations. And then I decided, well, let's tackle the things that we're embarrassed or ashamed about. It's great to focus on what's right with us, but what about these dark secrets we all keep that we're, we are so unhappy with our, our big nose or the wart we have on our face or uh, that we have ADHD or that we have some sort of genetic disorder or whatever the case may be. Maybe we snort when we laugh or maybe we think our forehead is too big but we all pick at ourselves and focus on things that don't even matter. Jack, she just talked about my five head. That's I was waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when I was a child, I have something on my foot called a hemangioma and it's, in, it's inflamed blood vessels. So my second toe is bruised. It looks like it's, bruise that's the best way to describe it it's purple and it's and when I was a kid I didn't ever want to go swimming I wouldn't go to pool parties I wouldn't take my shoes off I wouldn't run around in the grass with my friends with my bare feet because I was embarrassed of my foot and now I wear flip-flops and no socks all the time and no one cares no one looks no one notices so I want kids to understand not only do we all have things that we're embarrassed or ashamed about when we're kids and sometimes that goes into adulthood but there are lots of people who have turned those quirks into superpowers. So I tell the story of 12 people, whether they grew up in poverty, had childhood obesity, were the skinny nerd or whatever their situation was, how they help others through that quirk. So for example, one of the people in the book has no arms or legs. He was born without limbs. And he goes around and speaks to people about um, that your attitude is really what determines your altitude in life, not whether or not you have arms or legs or <laughs> whatever your situation is. And these people's stories are so inspiring. I want to inspire kids to realize that I can embrace who I am. And that's when I'll really be free is when I embrace who I really am. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that was a lot of words yeah. to say. I'm really passionate about yeah. this. <laughs> No, you know, I just have to share a little story because this goes right along with it. And it happened to us last week. So Kristen, uh, Matt, you may not know this, but I said my boys are all adopted. They're, they all have neurodifferences. They have something called FASD, which is fetal alcohol syndrome disorder. And um, my one son, my middle son suffers a lot from it. And to make it completely relevant to today, we just had a mask order. We've been in school all year, but we had a mask order go on for grade four and up at our school. So my son's in grade four, but he can't wear a mask because he has so many challenges. He had heart surgery last year. He's got sensory disorder, you know, neurodevelopment, like it just keeps going. And we knew this, everybody knew this, no surprise. But when it came out, I had asked all of his teachers and the, and the principal at the school, I said, guys, we know Ty can't wear a mask. It's now by order. Everybody in his class will be wearing one but him. I said, so can we please approach the class before this starts so everybody understands that there's just, Ty is not physically able to wear a mask. Don't have to get into the details. They all know he had heart surgery. You could use that excuse, whatever. Let's front load everybody so they know. Well, don't they know? Nobody agreed with me. So some kid called them out in class last week in front of everybody about him not wearing a mask. And of course, you know, as a child with a neuro difference, it already is hard for him because he's so different as it goes already, you know, and, and it, it, it was that moment that we took that I said, you know, he came up from school, he was obviously upset. Um, and I said to him, you know what, we're going to take care of this, but we're going to teach everybody at the same time. I said, because your moment today is going to make a difference to every other child that can't wear a mask. I said, understanding has not been created amongst the adults, amongst the children, and hasn't been taught. I said, but your difference is going to show everybody that differences are okay and that's what we did and let me tell you did I ever make a stink from the school board top of the school board all the way through but that change was created and I put it right back on him to say because of you it's going to be different now for everybody and no one will get bugged or bullied or teased because you made that difference you know and it's how we can change that around for children and I love what you're doing I'm buying the whole all series online today. I'm, so we're excited as up. We're ordering the whole series. I love that because especially for children with differences, you know, the whole world seems impossible to them. 
you know, and these are going to make a huge impact on the lives of children. So your I point really wanted to thank you. Jacqueline, when you said about the classroom, that that's why in the back of the book, I included conversation starters for parents, but also activities for teachers. So for example, Beautiful. all the kids will go around and share their top gifts from the book. And then their friends will give an example of when they've seen them use the gift of caring or the that. gift of, of being organized or the gift of being competitive or an achiever. So I'm going to buy one for a later. us and my There class. are 10 gifts in the book. And <laughs> that, that creates social proof. And what we're yeah. doing is we're training up kids to practice focusing on what's right with their friends because the easy thing is to notice what's different or what's wrong right. and tease them. And just think about when you've been doing exercises through all the books, focusing on the positives of their gifts and their values, yeah. it becomes a little hard to, to tease them when you've been focusing on saying kind things about one another. No, and it is. And you know what? We, you got to get this into the Scholastic book series so that the teachers, because what you're doing is you're not only teaching the kids, but in turn, you're teaching the teachers, which is, you know, they all they all talk about com teaching compassion and understanding and acceptance. But I got to tell you, not a lot of them actually practice it in the classroom. And so yeah, these the are amazing too. books that would rub off on the teachers to actually teach the teachers in turn, yes. which turns and teaches the children. I had a, I had a, um, one of the reasons I wanted to write these books is because of the conflict between parents and children. Sometimes we assume things are bad about our kids or they, it bugs us about them because they're not wired like us. And a principal told me our teachers need this too, because they oh, have those completely. same conflicts with certain yeah. students because they don't understand how that child is wired. But to your point, a teacher wrote a review on you've got values. And she said, I teach at a values charter school. We talk about values all the time, but we've never actually taught children to identify their own values. Mm, that's and that's what's different. And that's it, right? So it's, it, it is that difference. They all talk about the school, but they talk at them versus actually making it experiential for them. And that's what I love what you're doing is that now it becomes an experience for them, not only to figure it out for themselves, which I know you do with, with, with them, your other books as well for grown-ups, but it's it's also that they're having to turn around and identify it in their friends and the people around them. And, th and that's that's what our children need is the experience of the doing. That's how they learn, they remember, they get their em emotional response, which keeps it in their brains and holds on to it versus the teachers that just talk at them about values, you know? Well, so that's, that's what I love, so amazing. Their hands tied, gals. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of teachers that have their hands tied because yeah. they have certain curriculums and certain experts. Oh, no, they all do. We, we understand that. Right? Yeah. And they can't yeah. necessarily share what they really want to share with people. So they feel very frustrated. And then when they're frustrated, they end up getting angry, bitter. Well, all these other things happen. And then you end up having hard times. But there's still great teachers. There's a lot of great teachers out there. Oh, there's tons of them. Tons tons tons. Some of this really comes down to us trying to make an impact in the world by what we're doing, like with Kristen writing a book, specifically speaking into that voice, Jacqueline, the things you're doing, trying to speak to the voices of these people so they can hear themselves something that relates to me versus I have to read this book, I have to do this curriculum, I have to do this so I can get that, right? Versus actually being talked to like you're a, you're a human being that matters. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that these days, unfortunately. It's a horrible scenario that we're facing, but we can make a difference, right? I think it's possible. And you two ladies are showing us how. So I think it's really important for people to understand that although there are great books out there, there's tons of books, right? There's all kinds of great movements that are out there, but not everybody knows about them. Not everybody can can comply uh, because of certain regulations or, or whatever, right? They might lose their jobs or they have to do a certain thing. Don't even get me into to, to, uh, to core curriculum here in the United States, which is, oh my gosh. Anyway, so there's just so many things we have to deal with. But how do you both, uh, I know, Jacqueline, you're doing some amazing work with, with the ability you've had to be in so many different classrooms, right? And uh, Kristen, you have your book out now, which is, has, is it already a bestseller, this one by now? This one? This one? Well, Max there it is. is, right? But the yeah. children's book. I mean, yeah. 
but what does that mean as far as getting into the hands of of schools and things like that, right? It's not so easy as far as individuals. And I'll tell it's you, I bought, a, I bought a copy of, cause I have to buy my own books <laughs> from my publisher. Um, I bought a copy of You've Got Gifts for every school in three counties surrounding where I live in Charlotte, North uh -huh. Carolina. And there's 137 schools, I think it was in, in Mecklenburg County. I, my assistant wrote, every principal at those 137 schools, the superintendent of schools, I went on the news and I got six principals to, to respond. And I sent the six to those people, but it was going to be free. And so I've just been driving to free little free libraries, putting them in there. I've been gifting them to daycare workers, teachers, just like you just driving to schools and just saying here, these are a donation for your library because People are so overwhelmed with COVID right now and, and trying to teach in that environment. And, and a lot of people are remote and there's a ton of miscommunication that's happening just because it's new for everyone to do this. There's kids falling off the radar that are just absent from school and there's no way to track them. So they have a lot going on. So it was really a bad time to reach out and offer this book anyway, but I'm but not going to give up. But you did, right. And that's the same thing Jack did. That's my point. It's like people, right? there's yeah, so many people out there that can do the same thing the two of you are doing. You you have a passion, you have a plan, you have a, you have a product. And it's just a matter of, of finding ways that you can reach people the way, best way you can. And sometimes it's actually by going back to old school stuff and knocking on a door and saying, hello, I'm here, right? So you know okay, what one, I have one, found one book here I want to talk about what we got a chance is Maximize 365. This is uh, one of your newest books besides the children's book. And of course, you've got UMAP, which I think is an amazing book as well. So tell us a little bit about, we're shifting gears here because we only got a few minutes left here on the show. But tell us a little bit about Maxim, Maximize 365. And it's definitely got some core areas, spirituality, career, um, health, finances, and what is that over there? Relationships. What? I love relationships. So tell us a little bit about what that means. So I was helping people get into their ideal career or create a job they would love as an entrepreneur, but then people were still unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean your job alone doesn't fulfill you? <laughs> so, um, but no, when I was career coaching people, I have a really diverse background, which enabled me to write this book. But when I was coaching people, I would hear a lot. You sort of become a therapist for people when you're a coach. And so they would talk about some of their relationship problems, their financial problems. Sometimes we're connected to their, their career problems. Um, people would, would have go out on medical leave and, and hire a coach and they would tell me about the anxiety and things they had. So I thought, you know, happiness is not just your career. You you can find a job you'll love, but if your finances are in the toilet, your health is in the toilet, your spiritual life is in the toilet, and and your just all of these things are in the your relationships are in the toilet. You really can't enjoy this career you have <laughs> if all these other things are in the toilet. Yeah. So I I said to myself, I'm going to sit down and write a book for people who don't like to read, and if people love to read, it's not a problem. So I wrote the book in one page entries. There's an inspiring quote about the topic, a couple of paragraphs about the topic, and here's at least one, sometimes there's one to five, but an idea or ideas for action, small things that you can do. Everyone knows that tiny habits lead to radical transformation when they're applied mm. consistently. So my beta readers, when they were reading this book, started writing me and saying, I feel my life getting better, my mindset getting better. I feel things getting better. And I'm not even doing the ideas for action in the book. I'm just reading through the book. And so really what I'm trying to do is help people be in this state of constant growth toward transformation every day of their life. And this book covers everything from creating boundaries and how to say no to how do you have a vacation on a budget if you don't have a lot? Uh, how do you start a business as a thrifty entrepreneur? How do you convert prospects into clients to how do you declutter your house? I mean, it literally covers. 
I got a hundred tips in and I thought, what have I got myself into? I need 265 more of these. <laughs> and it was a beast of an undertaking. And I had to do so much research to, to write the book. The research was extremely intensive. I was writing this book six to eight hours a day, seven days a week without a break for three months. I didn't take a single day off. And it was, and I had to write a little before and after that, but that was the core where I just buckled down. And it, my husband, God bless him, he was really picking up the slack around here when yeah, I was all fun, I was right? doing. Are you still writing there, honey? Okay. Right there. <laughs> but I will say, like Jacqueline, I, ha I have a heart for giving myself. And people think I'm nuts because I'm actually creating videos of the entire book on YouTube. So if you, if you don't have 20 bucks to... Or I don't know how much the paperback is, but I think the hardcover. <laughs> it's a lot of pages, eighty thousand words. But if you don't have the money to invest and you have an internet connection, you can go watch the videos. I love it. Yeah, yeah that's just awesome. That's the page. Right search there, right? my name. It's it's easy to find. Oh, yeah, that's amazing! Got, awesome. You've got all kinds of stuff available for them right there now already, right? Which is yeah, so that cool. decluttering the decluttering video was really popular. Although so was imposter syndrome. I was surprised the number of people who watched decluttering. I think we all have a clutter problem because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. It kinda, and the other way around, it was like, yeah. what can I get rid of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow, a new video drops tomorrow. It's about how to manage your time, and it talks about the five pressures that people have, and giving you tips on how to better manage your time because. If we don't manage our time, we waste our life. Yeah. All right, Jack, what's that all sound like to you? I mean, there's such, such great parallels between the two of you. Oh, what is that just, just thinking about I, right I now? I love this. I'm, I'm so glad we finally, we were saying, you know, we, we are past cross all the time uh, on LinkedIn. And, you know, I just love sitting and having this conversation uh, together because obviously, you know, we come from a place that, you know, it, it's what you say, you know, happiness you know, it's a daily practice. It's not something that you just get that one day you're happy and the next day you're not, you know, and, and it's what we talk about a lot and helping people understand about happiness in your own, in your own life. As much as we talk about giving makes you happy and makes others happy, you know, it is a daily practice that we all need to create in our lives. And when you take all of those elements that Kristen has got in her book that tend to have the biggest effect in our life, when you can reframe those all in your life and, and make it part of your happiness practice, that's when your whole life changes. And that's when everything in your world changes. You know, most people don't know that happiness is actually a chemical reaction in your body and in your brains. And you can train your brain. It's, it's what we talk about all the time with giving. You can actually train your brain and create new neural connectors that go in your brain. So they're pathways that go through your brain where when you create these habits and new habits, whether it's giving or it's a happiness habit or it's financial habits, whatever it is, these new routines in our day, you actually are creating new neural pathways in your brain that help you do this. So, you know, on average, people are talking about, you know, they say that 21 day habit. It's not a 21 day. It's actually closer to 66 for the average person. But when you get this down 365 days of the year, you've actually changed the way this computer in our head works. Which is phenomenal. I mean, definitely and rewire your brain after reading through these. Completely and totally. Yeah. I mean, which is amazing. And you know, and then people start to understand how your body actually produces your happy chemicals. That's what we talk about all the time, your daily dose of happiness. And, and dose stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and neuroendorphins. And those are the <laughs> chemical reaction in our body that happens when we start all of these practices that, that Kristen and I are both talking about in your life. Um, and then you're changing, you know, you're changing your world from the inside out. Cause when we talk about happiness from the inside and everybody's using that term now, happiness comes from the inside. It's not just a spiritual meditative practice. It's actually how our brains and bodies are wired as well. And most people don't realize that that's a big component we're trying to teach people right now is it does come from the inside because we're built that way. It's in our DNA, but then you add the spiritual practice and then you take a look around at your life and how you can deal with your big life issues. And that's when you, that's when you've got a happy life, no matter what's going on in your world, you've created your happiness practice for mm. every day of your life. And that's the space we all want to come from. 
you know, and then, it, it, you know, and it ties into giving. When you're happier, you're more generous. You're more compassionate. You, so, what, you know, they're now doing studies. And if you haven't seen the World Happiness Report, go check it out because they do studies on this every year. And why the people in Netherlands and Bhutan are happier than they are in the U.S. of A., for example. Sorry, Canada's ranked up there in the top 10 of happiest places to live. Um, you know, but you can start doing then you get a better understanding of of why happiness is really the most important thing in your life and cultivating that in your life and understanding it because then everything else comes. You're better in school, you're better in your career, you're, you're a better coach, you're a better parent. It goes all the way through. That's the ripple effect of happiness. Yeah, I'd like to say one thing about, go ahead, Kristen. I was just gonna say one of the things that I think people are surprised about, one of the entries is about forest bathing, Shinrin-yoku, which is the Japanese practice of walking in the forest. And if you walk in a forested area for 20 minutes, it boosts your mood for 12 hours. I think people are, are really underestimate how much you can influence. Now, I'm not talking about if you have a, a clinical depression or something like that, but a lot of people suffer the blues, if you will. Um, and I think a lot of people are surprised at how much you can affect that through running or walking, exercise, like you were saying, releases all those mm -hmm. wonderful neurochemicals. And I run three days a week and it it boosts my mood like crazy. Just Speaking of Kristen that. running for three days a week, I happened to have been flipping through my news feed the other day. I saw this, I saw this hot little mama in there. And I was like, what is all this stuff going on with these pictures of this woman on this have thing? You seen that? Like, I saw, I saw what is Kristen? Week. And like her before, and and look at me now, pictures. And I thought, what? Look at you, girl. That's amazing. I to inspire people. You know, I I don't share my before and after pictures for for to be like, oh, look at my body. I no. I behind the scenes, and I didn't. You didn't accuse me of that. But behind the scenes, people are reaching out to me and saying, what did you do? And I'm mentoring people. <laughs> through like Facebook Messenger and LinkedIn DMs, helping them um, through just guiding them to the people who are the experts who helped me, because I am not an expert. I follow a physiotherapist named Carrie Adam, who's amazing with the running program. Allison Buckland helped me with the Arbonne 30 Days to Healthy Allison, Living. I actually up. had Allison on today too, doggone it. Yeah. But that, that practice of running and healthy eating literally changed my life. I felt weak and exhausted. I had no energy to play with my kids. I was checked out by 5.30 every day. Now I went, I, I go for two mile walks with my little kids. I took them to the aquarium and we walked around in the mall all day. I couldn't even do that sort of thing before because I had no energy. I was carrying around 40 extra pounds. If you think about that, I have these big litter box, uh, litter pails for my cats. They're 35 pounds and they were hard for me to get up the stairs. And I thought to myself, this plus five pounds, I was carrying around. Every time I walked upstairs, I had sore knees, sore hips. I had high blood pressure. And Alzheimer's runs in my family. And so heart disease is strongly correlated with Alzheimer's. And now, because to Jackie's point, I'm building new neural pathways with, I'm working through Maximize 365 every day, by the way. It's the only book I've written that I actually read myself. It's on my bedside table. <laughs> I'm working through it, building new neural pathways. I've decreased my, I don't have high blood pressure or heart disease anymore. Mm. And Amazing. I probably have changed the trajectory of my children's lives from being Alzheimer caregivers now. It's, you are just I'm so, so passionate about the health piece. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's what keeps us around. I mean, I could talk even Mac more about, about this. Mac, talk about this one? <laughs> I know. And I know Jacqueline's got to spread. We all could talk all night long. This has been an amazing, amazing time. I love that we've been able to pull together two sets of 365s because I oh, think I love, I love that that uh, Kristen has created yeah, a exactly. book and opportunity for people to find tips and tools and, and methods to be able to uh, make them tangible. And then when they are, Jacqueline has this thing over here that you can actually put them into action. 
You can actually do something with all the things that Kristen shows you that Jacqueline says, all right, let's now take all that and do this together. And we have a chance to do that together uh, here in just a short period of time. Really quick before we go, I know I want to show a couple of things here. I've got um, this is if you're on LinkedIn, you can go to 365 Give at 365 Give to find more information about Jacqueline's movement with 365 Give, right? Um, and then, of course, you can go to Amazon.com and just look for Kristen Sherry, and you'll find a whole page full of all incredible things that she has available for you. By the way, you can get Maximize 365 for like six bucks on the Kindle version right now. I mean, come on, y'all. Six bucks? I mean, it's a fantastic, fantastic deal. And then, of course, one thing you just said a little bit ago, Kristen, tiny habits lead to radical transformation. And that's what we're talking about here today. If we work together to make an impact, you don't have to take it all on yourself. But we can do little things together, and we can make a big difference in the world. Thank you so much, ladies, for being here today. Oh man! Hey, I'm gonna, can I do something with you guys? This is what some good friends of mine from International World Happiness Day. So rub your hands together. All right. This is a new way to exit because we're gonna send out some energy to everybody out there and to each other. So rub your hands together, get your energy going, and put it up to the screen. Sending y'all love. <laughs> Have a beautiful yes. day, Bob. Thank you for having me, Kristen. I'm so glad we had this. Thank you so much, y'all. So, so great, great to be here, guys. Love you both so much. Thank Have you, you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for being here on Matt Chat Live. We'll see you next time. Same Matt time, same Matt channel from Matt Chat Live. Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on the Hope Revealed Podcast Network. If you'd like to find out more information about this episode or learning more about Matt's coaching or consulting services, resources, or booking information he has available, please visit mattcrump.tv. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember, in any dark place, or any uncertain moment, right around the corner, there can always be a hope revealed.